and he worked he worked his ass off. He he worked really hard. But I think if you look at our offensive setup, the problem I have is if I play to keep parks in that advanced role, I have to sit some of our real quality on the bench. So I suppose it, it's a good thing to have as head coach. I was like, dude, let's hop in that line. Like we gotta go to, we gotta go say what's up to him. Yeah. Um and then we were swiftly kicked out of that line. <laughs> yeah, <we> were... <laughs> the standard language that comes around with a win in the way that we won is a win is a win. Three points is three points, but I am finding it tough to feel good about the win. And and a lot of people will say, well, Tati, Tati, Tati. Yeah, Tati had Maxi. Tati had the ability to grab the ball and bring it forward himself. He had the, the ability to make to change games because he's a special special player he's a lot better than Talos is well it was just wild it was just wild when we got into the elevator and it's uh <laughs> blue balls and we got uh um, city boys city boys Juan Juan everybody's all in this this elevator yeah episode 92 post home opener um obviously it was a, a a super fun one to make it out to a game our first of the season um, and, and get to see some people in person too that, you know, some we haven't seen before, some we have seen before. We spent the, the second half of the game sitting with two thirds of the Beyond the Smokestack boys, Coach Joe and Davey. Um, so that was obviously a pretty, pretty interesting way to watch a game at the end there. Um, definitely a, a lot of fun yeah. sharing thoughts with other people aside from just the two of us while we're like watching a game yeah no i, I would recommend anybody out there watch it watch a game with coach joe <laughs> that is one of the most fun experiences i've had that's what you love about you know having the home games obviously starting off two on the road uh is never easy for the team but i, I think it's it's equally not easy for the fans um but for us, I think I mean all around it was a great experience. Obviously, we have we have Billy's beforehand. It's cool to get in there, get some free stuff that they're throwing around. You know, take some pictures, yeah. um, and then obviously the supporters march too. Uh, you know, walking down the street of everybody coming into the stadium is obviously super cool. I, I think seeing the passion um, from all the fans is is one of the most important things. And then I think we were like fourth in terms of league attendance for the week, twenty five k in attendance they reported. So that's crazy. I mean, the atmosphere felt great being there. Um, obviously, you hope the the product on the field is a little bit better, especially to convert maybe some of those fans that are only making it out because it's a home opener. You know, it's one of the big, right. one of the big marquee matches that you're going to be at um, just because it's the first of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could we could start a little bit with the lineup. I think uh, there were a few things to take away. Um, Ilenich obviously still starting, even though we heard from Cushing that uh, Tavon was good to go in the midweek pregame. Um, press conference was a little bit surprising to me, but yeah, we do know a that. Gamesmanship, you yeah, know, he's got it in him. I was gonna say he he obviously is very invested in the media and what people are saying, so I think he is aware of the cycle that media has, and if he can get it in Phil Neville's head that you know we're now game planning for Tavon um, instead of Alenich, and then they find out when the players step on the field that Alenich is the guy going. Um, you know, maybe it's a little bit of edge, or he feels that there's an edge there. Um, so he likes to he likes to play those games. Yeah, which you know, you, you, I like to have a manager who likes to play games not only on the field but outside of the field too. I think it's important. Um, you know, you, you think of the City Football Group, and Pep does it probably the best out there. Ronnie used to do it. Ronnie used to do it. Um, Pep Pep likes to do it in the, in terms of um, gassing the opponent up. To where yeah. they feel like they're oh yeah no we yeah. can do this yeah uh, Brentford's been amazing lately. yeah they right and they're beat. on like a four run <laughs> losing streak and they're yeah, like and oh. they're coming into the Etihad <laughs> right yeah. the empty head um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um nah it was a it was a cool experience it's it's cool for um 
for for Cushing. Obviously, to to play those games, but you know, at the end of the day, when when you're in the media, you kind of do want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're asking those questions for a reason. So, you know, there's two sides of that for sure. Yeah, and then I guess one of the other uh, interesting things we were unsure how it was going to line up with um, Matthew still being present now that Santi was also finally getting the start. Um, we we were just under the assumption that it would it would only be left wing it could only make sense and then that's obviously the way that it panned out um and i guess thankfully it did because uh Matsy, at least for us i'm not sure if if he got the vote like overall or the award but was definitely the man of the match he was announced um, man of the match even mm-hmm. though i think statistically james hans had a better game right but yeah he was he was the heineken man of the match um and me me, me personally last week i just thought you know, he had his chance and he was going to be on the bench. Um, you know, it's just the way that the cards fell, in my opinion. I, I do think that there was too many things stacked in his favor to start, you know, being playing against his old club, yep. having it be his birthday, and seemingly some grudge or something, some weird thing happening with Thiago where he's not in favor any longer. He's just been iced out of the squad. He's, you know, he's kind of getting the malt malt treatment in a way um which is a little weird and it's weird it's weird there's questions about it going around the stadium um you know even just casual fans being like hey where is tiago like right. what, what's going on um so all of those things led to pellegrini obviously getting a start and he worked he worked his ass off he, he worked really hard um he played really well he looked more comfortable than we've seen him but mm-hmm. like i was telling you he, st- he still looked like he had preseason legs like he didn't look fully fit yeah in my opinion and unlucky not to have a goal i think yeah definitely it's i i've we've briefly reviewed the broadcast um since last night when we were at the game but uh in person at least when he got that um i think the goalkeeper parried it back to him and he just took the shot and scored a goal it didn't look offsides to us at least in person well we have the video from our perspective so i mean you can kind of see where where we're sitting, um, what that goal looked like. If you look really closely, you know, you can't really tell if he's on or off. So from our point of view, it looked on. Um, obviously, when you see the broadcast, he was just barely offside. Yeah. Um, so unlucky, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, it's 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 great, obviously, to, you know, travel all the way that we travel from Connecticut to the game and all the fans that come out to to get those three points. And I think the, the standard language that comes around with a win in the way that we won is a win is a win three points is three points um but i i do i am finding it tough to feel good about the win um yeah obviously one goal on the season and that one goal being scored not even by us um when you're we have the gp goal the gp goal that's true that's Um, our only goal yeah uh yeah one goal on the season and then obviously this own goal not even from us it it does hurt especially when the the Bronx Yankee Stadium has long been a fortress i mean we outscore our opponents massively the goal differential when we play in Yankee Stadium is insane and to not even find uh, a goal in open play um, or off a set piece which we've we've been so great at the past few years um, is worrying for sure and i think i think a little bit later i want to have a, maybe a conversation about Tales at the 9 and I mean, we can just jump into it. How so? You obviously, I think, have been pretty vocal um, in terms of of letting Tyler's cook and giving him adequate time to figure out if it is actually working or not. You know, not not killing him after week one, not killing him after week two. 
so I wonder, in your case, as somebody that is a little bit or a lot more supportive than some other fans are of him, at what point does it start to worry you? Or do you, at what point do you think a change needs to be made um, coming from such you know positive? Yeah, I don't, I don't think a change really needs to happen soon. Um, his performances, his product is a, is a direct result of the team's performances, which... I'll be honest, it's getting, like I was telling you earlier, it's getting harder and harder and harder to um, defend some of the play that we're seeing and some of, you know, trying to keep hopeful and positive watching this team. Um, Because you see the moments of brilliance. Mm -hmm. um, You see the moments where, um, you know, you go, that's the team I've loved for the past couple of years. That's the team. Like, they're playing balls quickly back and forth. Yep. um, Connecting well. You know, they're communicating well. And then you see, like, the other 60, 50 minutes of it where they're arguing with each other. They're not passing well. There's not really that chemistry that we used to see. Um, you know, and, and Talos is going to be a, a product of that discomfort, that um, dysfunctional play. Mm-hmm. If you can't string passes together... Um, you know, you're not going to be able to feed a number nine, period, no matter what. Um, no matter who they are. Right. And, yeah. ta- and and a lot of people will say, well, Tati, Tati, Tati. Yeah, Tati had Maxi. Tati had the ability to grab the ball and bring it forward himself. He had the, the ability to make to change games because he's a special, special player. He's a lot better than Talas is. Um, and, and you just see the, dis- the dysfunctional team. Um specifically Santi like Santi is somebody we really need to talk about Mm -hmm. I understand and and Nick Nick said it best you know he's had maybe a week with the team at this point yep next next week those excuses end because he's a DP at the end of the day Mukhtar was able to come back from from being hurt yep and immediately affect games only play a half right 30 minutes immediately affecting games you know, um, you look at Zellerayon last week against. You know, we're gonna end up playing um, DC, and we'll we'll get into a little bit of game preview there. But DC was single handedly dismantled by Zellerayon, scoring a brace against them. Um, and he's obviously a, a DP caliber player. Yeah, that, that is what a DP does. And like we were saying last week, it's like if you're a DP, you've got to be able to rely on your talent. It, it's not just you know, oh well, tactically he's not there yet. He's not got the chemistry. Blah blah blah. You're a DP caliber player. You should be mm-hmm. able to perform and carry a team. And, you know, we see him calling for the ball a lot. We see him wanting to be involved, Yeah, which is a, a positive for me. Absolutely. Those are signs of a DP. But what's not signs of a DP is constantly losing the ball, getting frustrated with the people around you instead of bringing them together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your passes are, are horrible. Your finishing is terrible. Those are things that can't happen. Yeah. You know, and I understand he's probably got tired legs. Um, you know, he's he's getting back into it. We kind of gave Sands that pass. But like I said, he's got a game or two left, and, and it's really on his shoulders. And, yeah, I mean, although, you know, we gave Sands that pass, he, he got that pass um, obviously early on in the past game. But he, in not only in that game, um, but also in this game, we lose. To it. He was the top-rated player probably by far when it comes to statistics, um, and he even looked great before he went out with the hamstring. 
um, it was Chicago, right? Uh, he looked great too, and right. obviously his impact was immediately felt because the second that James Sands comes off, it felt like everything had unraveled. We obviously go and we give up the equalizer, um, and that's kind of what you expect. Like if if your DP is on the field, um, it should be as much of an impact that like you are you are severely burdened if yeah. if they're no longer on the field and it's noticeable. Um, and I felt the same way either way um with him on or off the field um if we're looking at like nashville when he wasn't around i don't see too much of a difference especially in our no. attack um with the addition of him now i think you're right he he maybe has a game or two um left of excuses left of of like plane rides explaining it not being with the team right. for the preseason explaining it um especially because he has he does have the history of the system and some of the players around him from the past that you would feel he should be able to build into it quick, quicker than the average, exactly quicker that. than an Alenich, quicker than a Kufre who have no experience right. at all. And, and look more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and those guys look comfortable. Right. And in <laughs> all respect to Nick, dude, Nick, Nick's got um, our respect here permanently. I think the dude is just class. Mm-hmm. Um, but on one hand you have Nick saying, Oh, you know, give him time. He's barely been with the team, blah, blah, blah. Well, we heard from him that he was able to be acclimated into the system and yeah. before this game. Yep. And, and then you look at the product, and it didn't look like he's been acclimated into the system. Right. It looks like he needs time. Yeah. And I think pulling it pulling it back all the way to the to Tal, Talas conversation, which really started this, and it, it does have relation to uh, Santi because if we if we get into the talk about the subs um, and Cushing, obviously was very uh, praiseful of himself, saying that the subs uh, made a big impact on the game, and I'm not sure everybody on Twitter would probably agree with him. Uh, I'm not sure how much. I agree with him because we have like a Jason come in over a Tiago Andrade and but even then, like I was just gonna say, Jason looked better than Santi all game. He looked good, yeah. Um, but when these when these subs come in, it's not only about the subs that come in. I think he he probably should have touted himself higher for the tactical changes that he made of the players that were right. on the field. Exactly. Um, which was uh, moving Santi to the nine. Obviously, not a massive thing, but I think the big thing was moving Keaton to the ten. Right. Um, and we obviously had that conversation in the press conference uh, with Cushing. You asked the question, what what did it kind of mean to move Keaton into the attacking third, and what does he bring to that position, and is it something we could look forward to in the future? Um, and we could run the tape here and then talk a little bit about his answer. So we saw uh, Keaton Parks playing in an advanced role towards the end of the game. Uh, how did you think that he did in that role, and is that something you're going to use going forward? I think he has the versatility to be in an advanced role because he, he he's technically good, he, he can create moments. Um, but I think if you look at our offensive setup, the problem I have is if I play to keep Parks in that advanced role, I have to sit some of our real quality on the bench. So I suppose it, it's a good thing to have as head coach. Um, I thought that we were under pressure. I thought the, 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 the huge positive for us as a football club was that our, our subs made us better tonight. And that's where we have to be as a team. We have to be tuned in as a bench, we have to be ready to go and make us better, whether it's chasing the game, whether it's holding the game, whether it's more running, whether it's quality, whatever it is, we have a good squad and we're only going to make our squad better. Um, and if we're going to win football games consistently, our bench has to be ready to make us better. And I think everyone that came on today and the way that we shifted it, um, it made us better. Coming coming off of that answer, um, I guess what were your takeaways um, 
as to what he kind of explained to you about Keaton. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, what he's saying there is is in order to play Keaton in that role, he has to make some other tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, in my opinion, it seems like he's made tough decisions already. Um, you know, and, and, you know, to have to sit quality players in the attack, I think he's going to end up having to do that. He's, he's going to be forced um, to do what he's done to Tiago and maybe sit, um, you know, Atalas or... Yep. Uh, or or Pellegrini or GP um, GP a guy who was pretty ineffective that game. Yep. Um, he's gonna have to make those tough decisions because Keaton looked lively. He looked up to it. Um, the ability for him to win the ball up there for us and retain or win back possession, maybe when we've had an attack and you know there's a goal kick. Yep. Those are all things that were positives in. He was the most positive player going forward for the time that he was up there, the entire time, and it Absolutely, was yeah. it was more of a, you know, of a defensive look when you look at our back line and our midfield. Mm-hmm. But having Keaton up there just brought so much to the to the attack. Obviously, he he missed that chance, which you know Yankee Stadium let him know how we all felt about <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but he was he was the best attacking player all game mm-hmm. outside of Pellegrini. Well, that may have been. I mean, probably the best chance of the game for us to score score an open play goal. I mean, he had one. I think he was the guy that shot uh, the long shot that ended up being Matthew's offsides goal. Correct, yep. Um, and at that point, he was nowhere near in an advanced attacking position. So he obviously does have these... He has these attributes that, that can help him build attack and, and potentially put himself in positions where he can be finishing a shot. Right. Um, and I think... Where I was going with it with, with the Tales, uh conversation um, and the Keaton conversation kind of come together is Cushing, like you said, it's hard to find a, a spot for Keaton to fit into the attack when we have so many talented players. And I feel I feel the same way about Tales in the nine. I'm not sure, right? So if we throw around some ideas, if if everybody is Tales nine out, I, I'll take that. But then, what is the solution? Obviously, yeah, that's the thing. I and you're not going to put Gabe in that position right now. You can't now, put right? Gabe there. Um, and obviously, the 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 most important uh, decision, I guess, in that case, that could be made is purchasing a nine. But that that doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen for DC. Um, it's not going to happen for Houston. It's probably not going to happen for a few games. We have six weeks left of the transfer window. So, what do we do if not Talis? Uh, you think of Santi as an option? We saw that experiment the thing. for 20 minutes last night. It's not going to happen. But no, but that's here's the problem with that, in my opinion. It looks like Talas will be able to be a nine in quicker order mm-hmm. than Santi's going to be able to develop into a 10 because Santi so, looks so far from a 10 right now. Or to be able to develop into a nine if he's going to be... Think but of, at think that of point, he's trouble. just got a raw attack and, and make runs, which... Looks and be fed, which seems to be all he wants to do. Yeah, because it, it like you you saw it. He he wants to be fed at the exact moment that he thinks of it, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to feed people <laughs> when they want it. Yeah, and it's just it's so anti number ten to me that he's almost playing the ten as like a false nine instead mm-hmm. of instead of properly trying to be a ten. Yeah, and I mean in in that case, then maybe it works where we do have we can take if or he's we not, put him back on the wing again yeah if he's not showing the the positional talent at the 10 
then maybe we aren't pulling talent from the 10 to potentially sub in for a nine. Um, but in other cases, when I think of uh, potentially putting GP out there, I think is one of the major things I've seen, then what do we do about the, the right wing? I have no clue. We I think we take so much talent away from the right wing that you can't, you can't make that move. Um, same thing with, with the left wing. I, I haven't seen conversations aside from Tiago coming from the left side of the ball to be considered as a striker. Um, but if, if we take away him, although he's kind of already been taken away from the left wing, maybe that to me, and we've talked about it is the solution. I mean, but then you start Tales on the left and then now what Matty is iced out, um, who obviously man of the match looked great. And then Jason's iced out who, I mean, I've not been the biggest supporter of Jason. I, I think we definitely saw different things between what he did in Chicago. Um, and then last night, I think he was solid. Um, but I think he probably deserved a pen. He, he, yeah. he was lively, um, when he was on the field at the same time as Tales, mm-hmm. um, which I believe happened. I could be talking pure. Whatever. No, I, I think, I think but they were swapped. I'm pretty yeah. sh- Um, but I don't know. It just seemed like that period of time Tales actually looked lively at the nine. But then in that case, so then Jason gets iced out as well because if if Tales is at left wing, he's playing. He's been playing ninety minutes at uh, the nine at when needed. Right. Yeah. If he is left wing, he's going to play ninety minutes. So now we've displaced two very talented players that I you just need to have on the field. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because you you kind of take a, a player who's not in form and. You know, you're taking somebody out that's in form. Who's, who's informed to, you know, to fix that solution. It, yeah. it is kind of a, a negative to get a positive, but I don't know. It, it I don't know. I don't envy Nick Cushing <laughs> these gonna, decisions. Yeah. Um, I I do think that you need to play Keaton in that Fellaini role more. Yeah. Um, how do you not? You how do you look at that? You know that that period of time. And not think he wasn't the most dominant player on the field. Yeah, um, he really he bossed the game for that moment. Um, and I, I I love to see more of it. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, I you were the one that wanted it from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you feel, you know, about finally seeing it and seeing it go well. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looked it looked great. We've seen it in the past. I think uh, one of the city field games I went to um, last season. I think we scored at least at least four goals potentially five or six i don't remember um but uh when we were up in the box we i i got it on video of keaton scoring one of the goals and it was one of those exact situations is where he's playing off of somebody else you know making these triangles and then he's running in and he finds himself five six yards in front of goal with just the goalie to beat and in most cases i will say he does finish it although he didn't last night um but you can't understate how important it is uh, that somebody is going to be creating goals and potentially finishing goals when we literally through three games have nobody doing that. Like literally nobody aside from GP on one spectacular uh, take the ball and do it himself move. Um, And I worry about GP too, because last night we saw, I don't know it was like 10th, 15th minute or something like that. He had a play where he cut in with his left foot and then I think it went off the defender. It fell right back to him. And then he, cut in with his left foot again and tried the exact thing. And I'm like, it's week three. If we get to like week 15 and this is like the only trick that GP has in his arsenal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be completely neutralized. There's people are going to deal with it. And, and that's that. And I worry about that with him being such an important player to our attack. I've, I've got this right. And it may be a hot take. I genuinely think this next game, what we're going to see, 
in the same way that you know you were just talking you have to take somebody out who's been playing well mm-hmm. when you're looking at our midfield obviously alfredo's healthy now he got his first minutes of the of the season last night love to see that looked too. great yeah i love Alfredo. he's not a player that's going to be on the bench he shouldn't be and how do you displace keaton or sands right in my opinion the next game we're gonna see keaton at the 10 or you know we're gonna play um we're gonna play three midfielders and he's gonna be the most advanced yeah and we're gonna see Santi back on the, on the uh, at the nine. Yeah, and you're gonna see Talas at the left wing and GP on the right. I mean, I like to see. And we're gonna see Tavon so. back again. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would like to. I'd like to see it. I like Cushing. I think has proven in the past that he's willing to make little changes to see if something's gonna work. If other things are not, um, obviously switching uh, in the second half of Nashville, uh, it's a major change to move Talas out left when the preseason the whole story has been he's going to be our nine he's going to be our nine yeah. and bailing on that 45 minutes into the season is very mature decision in my opinion um to slap tiago in and be like hey we've been working this thing for a month and then we found out in 45 minutes it doesn't work so i, I don't think that's impossible to happen yeah uh it, it'd i be mean great. Or, or we, i mean we could see the debut of a diamond for nycfc um you know, with Santi at a 10 and dual strikers of GP and Talas kind of just playing up in attacking positions, yeah. waiting for balls to be played to them. And I'm afraid to say it because we said it about Chicago in terms of like a get right game. Um, but DC is is nothing special either. Obviously, they've they've strengthened a, a little game. bit. It's a home game. Second, second one in a row. So now I think that maybe will be the most important part of creating comfort for our players is traveling's done they're going to be in new york all this week yep. you know back in the groove I, I couldn't believe when i saw that the last time we played in yankee stadium before the home opener was over six months ago and that is supposed to be our home and our fortress and the players obviously feel that way too from the product that we've seen on the field not yeah. in the last game but you know six months ago and before um so i i hope i i think and i hope that that comfort will help them especially against dc who you know although strengthened were the wooden spoon guys last year um they do have benteke obviously Tavon and him have a little bit of history on the field yeah um <laughs> and it it should be it should be a good game it, in my opinion it, yeah I'm, I'm dying to be there um unfortunately i won't be there this week i i was just informed of uh <laughs> of the reason i'm not going to be there so <laughs> Um, but I'm dying to be there. I'm, I'm just happy for the boys um, to be at home all week and um, to be able to ice up because that ref, uh, I you know, it was it was one thing that I wanted to ask in the press conference um, to Nick. It just seemed like I, I didn't want to walk him into a fine. I, you know, I didn't want to hurt the man's <laughs> yeah. pockets with a question. Um, but, man, that ref really left our boys out to, to dry. Um, just Coach Show said it best. He was wearing – Pink for a reason. Yeah, um, he looked genuinely like he wanted he wanted Miami to come in and steal points from us. Um, no regard for our players' health, safety, anything like that. Uh, you know, basically anything that we did to enter Miami was considered a foul card, if that. Yep. Um, and we had dudes getting cleared out that were just uncalled, unchecked. Sands getting blasted at the top of the box. Yep. Um, you know, Jason, obviously, that foul. I haven't gone back to look at him. Um, for me, though, it was clear. It was clear. Yeah. Um, it just is a horrible, horrible game. 
for the ref, I think he should be honestly ashamed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the one of the constants, unfortunately, with <laughs> he was with horrible NYCFC and MLS is like. I don't know. Far too often you're going to have a ref that is uh, impacting the game for one team or another. Um, and you can't have it. You can't have it. Um, we, I, I will say, first and foremost, we hurt ourselves way more than the ref hurt us. <laughs> yeah. But he did not have our health and safety in his mind at all. It, it seemed very clear that he, you know, I want to, I would like to talk to his bookie. You know, who, <laughs> who, what type of bets was he waging on, on Miami? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess I guess wrapping it up, uh, a big ups to Barraza first clean sheet of the season. Um, he definitely huge save. Yeah, he there were one or two saves where he was definitely tested and had to to earn that clean passing sheet. Passing so, was great. Passing was good. Um, so a fun thing I think you know that's my my favorite part of the home openers. You know we get to meet everybody in person and kind of touch base. Obviously we met um. We met the pigeons, uh, the pigeons on Twitter. Yep. Super cool guy. Obviously has some interesting questions of Cushing and then, you know, got to retouch base with Trey from Blue Balls and, and Juan, obviously, um, from Empire Sports Media was was cool. It's cool to see the guys in well, it was just wild. It was just wild when we got into the elevator and it's uh <laughs> blue balls, then we got uh um, City Boys. City Boys. Juan. Juan. Everybody's all in this this elevator. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like how many media people can we cram into one elevator i mean it was like we yeah. were in there really <laughs> um but it's cool i think that's one of my favorite parts about the home games is get getting to see everybody getting to, to talk to them too um you know we obviously listen to some of their episodes but you know getting their thoughts prior right um, and and during yeah and then it makes it more interesting too to hear them and, and kind of because you can kind of anticipate what they're going to talk about you know during the game um and after the game when we touch base so always cool um you you uh you asked the question of Cushing obviously first time I think not only the first press conference you were at in person but um the first where we we asked a question in a long 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 time um right so more of that to come we uh we didn't break into it, the locker I mean, room to be fair it had been so long that I've gone as media that Esteban forgot my name <laughs> yeah. so like yeah you know I understand um, yeah. but it was cool it was cool to like um get that experience and get that out of the way so I don't feel you know pressure or anything like that yeah um and in true true post 90 fashion we didn't break we didn't get into the locker room we could have but we thought of all of our questions that we had for different players on the ride right. home we were like oh it would have been great to ask alfredo how he feels coming back um it would have been great to ask barraza about how he feels about you know getting his first clean sheet in front of the fans i mean his first game starting yeah in in, a, in at home in front of everybody uh. Right, I well, mean, I mean a, like this season. He's the guy. Like he. Yeah, since you know, being the guy. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, with without somebody coming to steal his job. So. Yeah. Although they're you know layup questions, but yeah, still. but just you know. Oh, and uh, funny story <laughs> was we we saw Pellegrini after the match. Yeah. Um, and and you know obviously this guy being you know a Matty in guy after player of the match Matty you know goes on his birthday his on his birthday against um, his former club I was like dude let's hop in that line like we gotta <laughs> go to, we gotta go say what's up to him yeah um and then we were swiftly kicked out of that line <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were told we didn't have the proper wristband or the something. proper wristbands that were required to meet Matty um like, but it was cool they sang happy birthday to him that was pretty cool um I I can't believe they had him in the line at you know 11 o'clock at night on dude his just birthday, wanted to go home and sleep <laughs> signing autographs and and you know meeting meeting hundreds of people but 
stand-up guy. I mean, yeah, I, I love to dude. see that character from Matty, especially after uh, what was probably, I mean, his biggest game for the club. Um, I love to see that as a Matty yeah. guy. So Unfortunately, I think he's benched next week, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully more to come um, yeah. for him. Obviously, looking forward to D.C. We Not, need a statement win. We're, yeah. we're in need of a statement win. Um, and if it's D.C., it's D.C. Yep. Um, I just want... I want something to to truly cheer about with this club, and not have the feeling like I'm like I've got icing on my face or something. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's where we'll end it. We'll see you guys next week. Um, post any pod anywhere that you get a podcast. Yep. Uh, and follow us on Twitter. Join the conversation there. Um, that is the number one place to get in contact with us and to get integrated into this wonderful community that is the New York City Football Club. Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. We bumped shoulders with Ian. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Yeah, see ya. And Joe. And Joe. And Joe. Yeah. Well, peace.